0: So the last few weeks I've been sharing in this feed the weekly note I write for Cafe Insiders. I've heard from many of you who appreciate hearing the audio version, so here is this week's. As always, I love to hear from you. Write me at letters at cafe.com. Dear listener, I hope you are finding ways to get through these difficult times, ways to remain socially close to the people you care about, even if you must be physically distant. I hope you are following the news, but not obsessively, I hope you are tracking the virus, but not exclusively. In other words, I hope you are able to find some balance in the midst of all this isolation and heartbreaking news. Last week, as I've said, was an especially difficult one for my family. At 6.30 a.m. on March 23rd, we got word that my father-in-law had passed. Three hours later, I was scheduled to tape a Stay Tuned interview with Andy Slavitt, the former acting head of the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS, about the latest and best learning... Regarding the coronavirus and the country's response, Andy has been a font of critical information delivered rationally and credibly. He's also a person of action, not just words. I felt it was an important interview. I wanted my listeners to have the benefit of Andy's wisdom, and so while I canceled everything else I had scheduled that day to be with my family, I did the interview. As expected over the course of an hour, Andy patiently and crisply broke down an array of issues, from the scarcity of PPE to To the effectiveness of mitigation strategies to the severity of the economic stresses we are facing that was important but it was something he said to me after we taped that was important too and i've been thinking about it a lot since what andy said was this you don't have to talk about the coronavirus 24 7. it's okay to talk about other things too and you should and there was something else he said we can't be serious all the time even when things are sad. We need to be able to laugh, too. And that's okay. The rest of the morning and afternoon was spent reminiscing about my father-in-law, grieving his loss, tending to family business, with cable news all the while narrating the global tragedy in the background. Sadness in a time of sadness, as I said last week. Just before dinner, my mind went back to what Andy had said, and it gave me an idea. I reached out to Mike Brabiglia whom I met in 2017 at a Montreal comedy festival. Mike is a professional comedian, but more than that, he's a storyteller who spins thoughtful and charming narratives, often hilariously at his own expense, and often relating to his own serious health crises. So I texted him an invitation. Let's tape something human and funny from my pod. I said we need a break sometimes from pure COVID-19 news. And that's how one week's Stay Tuned guest Inspired the choice for the following week's guest. Andy's words, by the way, were not an epiphany, they were just a reminder. Less than a year ago, in this very space, I wrote about the role of humor in dark times and in serious places. Quote It's true that the stresses in our constitutional system are dead serious, but there can be laughter at a funeral and tears at a comedy show. As I wrote in Doing Justice, laughter and jokes in some environments, say in a high stakes trial or in an operating room, or on a military mission, may seem horrendously off-key, inappropriate, and disrespectful. I hope that is not always so. The reason? Every pressure cooker needs a release valve. The episode with Mike Birbiglia dropped this morning. I don't expect everyone to love it, though I did. As Mike himself observes, comedy is tragedy plus time. And timing is different for everyone. I remember from time to time one of the saddest funerals I ever attended, more than 15 years ago when I was a line prosecutor at SDNY. I got the news in the middle of a proper session with an accused murderer we were trying to flip. The three year old son of one of my friends at the office had died in his sleep. It was inconceivable. My daughter was also three at the time. I left the office to go home, though it was only the middle of the day. It was so tragic and unexpected. Many of us found it hard to work the next few days. There is nothing more sad than the funeral of a child. But we all went. And I will never forget when my friend got up to eulogize his son. I wondered, how was he even able to stand? There was audible sobbing in the pews. But my friend got up, and he did not cry. He didn't want us to only cry that day. He told story after story, happy stories, hilarious stories of all the good times when his family was whole. And we laughed, not because we felt obliged, but because it was funny. I don't think I've ever seen someone be so strong and brave as my friend was that day. After that, we all followed the sad, small coffin to the burial ground. There was unspeakable grief all around. But there was laughter that day, too, and it was provided by the boy's own father. We all manage differently. Not everyone uses the same salve. For some of you, it may be music or poetry or fiction or art. Hopefully, it's some combination. For my own part, I am treating myself to more comedy lately. I've been switching off the news to watch stand-up specials. Mike Birbigli is among them. I've been listening to bits on Spotify. And don't tell the president, but lately... When his White House press conferences start, I instead watch an episode of Larry David's Curb Your Enthusiasm. That may not be everyone's cup of tea, but I think it's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Be well and be kind. My best, Preet. P.S. Let us know what you do to deal with these challenging times. Write to us at at lettersatcafe.com.